This story is about a spy in the shadows that changed governments and the way millions of people live right now. The career of the CIA agent was marked by secrecy, intrigue, and danger, and his involvement in taking down governments, interrogating some of the most controversial figures in modern history, and the drug cartels is shrouded in mystery. Some say he was a hero, working tirelessly to protect American interests in the face of communist threats. Others say he was a monster, willing to do whatever it took to achieve the agency's goals, even if that meant sacrificing innocent lives. The life of this man comes straight out of a Hollywood spy movie. In this episode, we'll explore the life and career of Felix Rodriguez, examining his time in the CIA and his involvement in some of the 20th century's most controversial events. We'll go over some of the known facts about his career and some stories to help us understand his impact on the world and the current issues in our country. And we'll delve deep into the dark and twisted world of espionage and criminal enterprise. So buckle up and get ready for a spine-chilling journey into the dark side of one of the most enigmatic figures of the 20th century. This is The Dark Side of the Spy Game, uncovering the terrifying truth about the CIA's most notorious operative. Welcome to The Dark History Project, where we delve deep into the stories of the past that may have been overlooked or forgotten, but have had a significant impact on history. From forgotten battles and unsung heroes to tragic events and mysterious disappearances, we explore the darker corners of history to shed light on the stories that have shaped our world. Join us as we uncover the hidden tales that deserve to be remembered and bring them to light for a new generation of listeners. This is The Dark History Project. Before we get started, we would love for you to subscribe, like, and comment on whatever platform you are listening to or viewing this on. That way, you'll know when new episodes are available. Also, please share this episode with your friends and family if you think they'll find it interesting. We always hear about American imperialism and how the U.S. government intervenes in other countries by changing election outcomes, backing certain politicians, or even taking out dictators. We often hear the names of presidents when discussing these topics. But what about those actually making things happen on the ground? We never hear the names of the people actually sent to other countries to take down governments or change regimes. These men and women are the real James Bonds. Except this isn't a movie. This is real life. So who is Felix Rodriguez, the CIA agent who changed history? Rodriguez was born on May 31, 1941 in Havana, Cuba. He grew up in a middle-class family and attended school in Havana before moving to the United States in 1959, shortly after Fidel Castro came to power. This was normal for Cubans to leave their native country after Castro came to power, as many Cubans fled to Miami. After arriving in the United States, Rodriguez joined the U.S. Army and served as a paratrooper in the Vietnam War. It was during this time in Vietnam that Rodriguez first became involved with the CIA working as a liaison between the agency and the South Vietnamese military. It is important to note that he developed some new techniques in the field of combat, and we'll go over them later. After leaving Vietnam, Rodriguez was recruited by the CIA to work as a covert operative in Latin America. He was involved in a number of covert operations throughout the region. 
Let's first go over the Bay of Pigs. The Bay of Pigs was a failed attempt by a group of Cuban exiles to overthrow the communist government of Fidel Castro in 1961. The invasion was organized and financed by the Central Intelligence Agency, or the CIA, with the support of the United States government. Felix Rodriguez was a key figure in the Bay of Pigs invasion. He was a member of Brigade 2506, the CIA-funded paramilitary group that was tasked with carrying out the invasion. A quick side note, Brigade 2506 was established by none other than Howard E. Hunt. He was a CIA agent, involved not only in the Bay of Pigs invasion, but also in running CIA operations in Mexico to overthrow the elected president of Guatemala. He was an executive assistant to CIA Director Dulles Allen, not to mention he was the organizer for bugging the Democratic National Committee, which led to the Watergate scandal. In addition, he was even allegedly involved in the JFK assassination. This character deserves an episode of his own, but the connection to Rodriguez is interesting. Now back to our main character. Rodriguez was involved in the planning and execution of the invasion and he played a key role in the capture and interrogation of Cuban soldiers and officials after the invasion failed. Rodriguez's involvement in the Bay of Pigs invasion began in 1960, when he was recruited by the CIA to work as a liaison between the agency and the Cuban exiles who were planning the invasion. He helped to train the exiles and provide them with intelligence and logistical support. When the invasion began on April 17, 1961, Rodriguez was on the ground in Cuba, serving as a communications officer for Brigade 2506. The invasion quickly ran into trouble, and after three days of fighting, the exiles were defeated by Cuban government forces. Following the defeat, Rodriguez and other members of Brigade 2506 were captured by the Cuban government. Rodriguez was imprisoned and subjected to harsh interrogation and torture, but he refused to provide the Cuban government with any information about the CIA's involvement in the invasion. After spending 20 months in a Cuban prison, Rodriguez was released in a prisoner exchange. He went on to become a CIA operative and was involved in a number of covert operations throughout Latin America. You have probably heard of why JFK was blamed for the failed invasion. Many theories surrounding his death point the fingers at the Cubans who took part in the invasion. Let's take a look at why. First, the invasion was a humiliating defeat for the United States. The Cuban exiles who were supposed to overthrow Fidel Castro were quickly defeated by the Cuban army, and the invasion was over in just a few days. This made the United States look weak and incompetent, and it damaged Kennedy's credibility. Second, the invasion was seen as a betrayal of the Cuban people. The exiles who were involved in the invasion were mostly anti-Castro Cubans who had fled the island after Castro came to power. They believed that the United States would help them overthrow Castro and restore democracy to Cuba. However, the invasion was a failure and the Cuban people were left to suffer under Castro's rule. Third, the invasion was seen as a reckless act that could have led to a wider conflict. The United States was at the height of the Cold War with the Soviet Union, and the Bay of Pigs invasion was seen by some as a provocation that could have led to a war between the two superpowers. The invasion not only damaged Kennedy's credibility, but also had a lasting impact on U.S.-Cuban relations. 
In addition, some people were also mad at JFK because they believed that he had been misled by the CIA about the chances of success. The CIA had assured Kennedy that the invasion would be successful, but it turned out to be a disaster. This led some people to question Kennedy's judgment and his ability to make decisions about foreign policy. Now, let's move on to his involvement in the capture of Che Guevara. Felix Rodriguez also had a vital part in the capture and execution of Che Guevara, a Marxist revolutionary who played a key role in the Cuban Revolution. In 1967, Guevara traveled to Bolivia to foment a communist revolution there, but he was captured and executed by Bolivian government forces with the help of the CIA and Rodriguez. Rodriguez was already a seasoned CIA operative by the time he became involved in the capture of Guevara. He had been involved in a number of covert operations throughout Latin America. In Bolivia, Rodriguez was serving as a CIA advisor to the Bolivian government. He helped to coordinate the government's efforts to capture Guevara and his band of guerrilla fighters who were operating in the rugged terrain of Bolivia's mountainous regions. Rodriguez played a key role in Guevara's capture. He was present at the scene when Guevara was captured by Bolivian forces on October 8, 1967. After Guevara was captured, Rodriguez interrogated him and provided information to the Bolivian authorities that helped them to extract information from Guevara. Guevara was executed on October 9, 1967, and Rodriguez was one of the few people who witnessed his death. In the years that follow, Rodriguez became a controversial figure, with some viewing him as a hero who helped to rid Latin America of a dangerous communist revolutionary, while others saw him as a symbol of American imperialism and interventionism. In interviews, Felix Rodriguez discussed the final moments of Che Guevara. He said he tried to intervene in the execution, and he told Che Guevara himself what was about to happen and that he couldn't do anything about it. Che Guevara thanked him and shook his hand before being executed. Despite the controversy surrounding his role in Guevara's death, Rodriguez continued to work for the CIA and was involved in a few more covert operations throughout the 1970s and 1980s. Not surprisingly, he played another key role in the Vietnam War. He served as a liaison between the CIA and the South Vietnamese military, providing intelligence and logistical support to the anti-communist forces fighting in the war. Rodriguez arrived in Vietnam in 1963 and was initially tasked with setting up a covert radio network to provide communications between the CIA and the South Vietnamese military. He later became involved in a number of covert operations throughout the country, including sabotage missions against North Vietnamese targets. One of Rodriguez's most notable contributions to the war effort was his involvement in the Phoenix Program, a CIA-led counterinsurgency campaign that aimed to root out communists, sympathizers, and members of the Viet Cong guerrilla forces. Rodriguez was one of the program's top operatives and was responsible for organizing and carrying out a number of targeted assassinations and other operations. In addition to his work with the Phoenix program, Rodriguez also served as an advisor to several senior South Vietnamese military officials, including General Nguyen Ngoc Lon, who famously executed a Viet Cong prisoner on the streets of Saigon during the Tet Offensive. 
One of the tactics Rodriguez came up with during the Vietnam conflict was flying helicopters so low and right above the trees that the enemy didn't know where the helicopters were coming in from, easily surprising them. Rodriguez's experience in Vietnam had a profound impact on him. He later described the war as the most important event of my life and said that his time in Vietnam had taught him the importance of loyalty and duty. On to another operation that took place in Latin America. Felix Rodriguez was also involved in the CIA's efforts to destabilize the government of Chile and overthrow its democratically elected president, Salvador Allende, in 1973. Allende, a socialist who had come to power in 1970, was viewed by the United States as a threat to its interests in Latin America and was targeted for removal by the Nixon administration. Rodriguez was one of the CIA operatives who was involved in a number of covert operations aimed at undermining Allende's government. He helped to fund and train opposition groups, disseminate propaganda, and foment social unrest. One of the most notable operations that he was involved in was the financing and coordination of a trucker's strike that paralyzed the Chilean economy and created widespread chaos. In addition to his work in Chile, Rodriguez was also involved in the broader covert campaign to destabilize left-wing governments throughout Latin America. He was a key figure in the so-called dirty wars that were waged against leftist rebels and political dissidents in countries like Argentina, Nicaragua, and El Salvador. The overthrow of Allende in 1973 was a major turning point in the history of Chile and Latin America more broadly. The military dictatorship that followed was marked by widespread human rights abuses and political repression, and it set the stage for the neoliberal economic policies that would come to dominate the region in the decades that followed. Despite the controversial nature of his work in Chile and other countries, Rodriguez remained a committed anti-communist and defender of American interests throughout his career. His next involvement has been one of the most controversial issues in the last 40 years, and for whatever reason, is not talked about as much. Felix Rodriguez's involvement in the Iran-Contra affair in the 1980s is perhaps one of the most controversial aspects of his career. The Iran-Contra scandal involved the covert sale of arms to Iran, which was under an arms embargo, in exchange for the release of American hostages held by Iranian-backed militants in Lebanon. The proceeds for these sales were then funneled to Contra rebels fighting the leftist Sandinista government in Nicaragua in violation of U.S. law. Rodriguez was one of the key players in this covert operation. He was heavily involved in the arms sales to Iran and played a key role in facilitating the transfer of funds to the Contras. He was also responsible for helping to cover up the operation and misled Congress when he testified about his involvement. After the scandal broke in 1986, Rodriguez was called to testify before Congress and was ultimately convicted of lying to Congress. However, his conviction was later overturned on a technicality. Weird, right? Especially since this involved some people at the highest level of power. In addition to his role in the Iran-Contra affair, Rodriguez has also been linked to the Guadalajara cartel, 
a powerful drug trafficking organization based in Mexico. Some reports suggest that Rodriguez was involved in arms smuggling and drug trafficking and that he may have worked closely with the cartel to further U.S. interests in the region. While these allegations have never fully substantiated, there is evidence to suggest that Rodriguez had close ties to some of the key players in the cartel. For example, he was a close friend of Rafael Caro Quintero, a high-ranking member of the cartel who was eventually arrested and convicted for his role in the murder of a DEA agent. Despite these controversies, Rodriguez has remained a steadfast defender of U.S. interests throughout his career. He has been honored by the U.S. government for his service, and he remains a popular figure among many conservative circles in the United States. However, his involvement in the Iran-Contra affair and his alleged ties to the Guadalajara cartel have raised serious questions about the morality of his actions and the ethics of U.S. foreign policy more broadly. Some have argued that his willingness to work with authoritarian regimes and drug traffickers in pursuit of U.S. interests has undermined American values and tarnished the country's reputation on the world stage. Now, let's talk a bit more about his involvement in Mexico. Although he has denied this many times, his ties with the biggest Mexican cartel at the time have multiple credible sources. Let's take a look at Mexico at the time. The main drug being transported by criminal Mexican organizations at the time was marijuana. This was controlled by the Guadalajara cartel, whose leadership included Miguel Angel Felix Gallardo, Rafael Caro Quintero, who created seedless marijuana, and Don Neto Ernesto Fonseca. Soon after, they got into the cocaine business, which was mainly controlled by the Colombians. This cartel streamlined the transportation of narcotics into the U.S. Now, there are several sources tying Felix Rodriguez to the cartels. One Mexican journalist who was a cellmate with Rafael Caro Quintero claims Caro Quintero told him that the DFS, now an extinct Mexican federal police agency, used to protect the leadership of the Guadalajara cartel. All were organized by none other than Felix Rodriguez with key personnel in the highest level of Mexican government. Now, if you don't know who Rafael Caro Quintero is, he was not only one of the highest-ranking members of the Guadalajara cartel, but he was the one blamed for killing Kiki Camarena, the DEA agent who was tortured and killed. Now, the Netflix series Narcos Mexico covers this topic, but there's so much fiction in it that a lot of the important details are not covered or were changed for entertainment purposes. If you have watched the series, there are these shady CIA officers that use Mexican cartels to move weapons to South America to fight the communists and at the same time protect the Guadalajara cartel who move drugs up north and even offer protection so the DEA doesn't look further into the Guadalajara cartel. This shady CIA officer embodies what Felix Rodriguez was at the time. This journalist also claims that he was told by Caro Quintero that the one who found there was a DEA agent infiltrated within the cartel was Felix Rodriguez. At this point, Caro Quintero claims Felix Rodriguez ordered them to pick up Kiki Camarena and kill him because he knew the Guadalajara cartel had ties with the CIA and knew about the transportation of weapons and the sale of drugs to finance the CIA's war against communism in South America. 
Now imagine the backlash against very powerful people in Washington, D.C. if this came out. And it is widely believed this went all the way to the Oval Office. Now within the Mexican cartels up to this day, it is known that you don't mess with U.S. agents because of the fear of the reaction from the Mexican and American governments. So in a way, it makes sense that this was coming from higher authorities. Caro Quintero claimed he was never in agreement to kill the agent. He also claims that the one who is responsible for his death, not just ordering, but the one who delivered the final blow to Kiki's head, was Felix Rodriguez and the torture and interrogation of the DEA agent. Felix Rodriguez was in constant contact with some of the most powerful people in the Mexican federal government, coordinating the whole thing. Another source of information was a DEA agent, Hector Barrellas, who was tasked with investigating Kiki Camarena's death. He even has a book and an Amazon series titled The Last Narc. In summary, he claims that as he was investigating Kiki's death, he ran into a CIA operative who confirmed to him that they, the CIA, were responsible for Kiki's death. Before doing this, he warned Hector about what he was getting himself involved with. He said he had no idea the people involved in this and what they would do to protect themselves. This operative mentioned that the CIA ordered the kidnapping of Kiki. They wanted to know to what extent Kiki or the DEA knew about their operations in Mexico and South America. And this was it. This was the reason why. Now Borrellas claims that Kiki knew about a ranch in Mexico that was being used as a jump point to transfer weapons to the south and drugs to the north. But he did not know the CIA was in on it. Now let's think of the implications for a bit. The CIA is using drug money to fund their operations in South America. These amounts were in the billions and billions of dollars. And of course, the CIA agents would take their cut from the drug trade to fund the Nicaraguan Contras. This was it. This is what they wanted to hide. In Mexico, there was a name floating around in this case. Max Gomez. And this Max Gomez was nicknamed the Cuban which is the nickname Felix Rodriguez used in Vietnam. Max Gomez was one of his aliases, and of course, people in Mexico knew the Cuban accent. The last piece of evidence about Felix Rodriguez we want to talk about is a 2013 article in the Mexican journal Proceso by Luis Chaparro and Jesus Esquivel. Talks about two DEA agents and one ex-CIA pilot who assure the murderer of Kiki Camarena was a CIA agent by the name of Felix Ismael Rodriguez. The news came out in this Mexican newspaper, as well as on Fox News. The DEA agents were Hector Barrellas, who conducted the Kiki Camarena murder investigation, and Phil Jordan, who was the ex-director of the Center for Intelligence in El Paso, Texas. They assure they have proof that Felix Rodriguez was identified by several people as Kiki was being tortured and interrogated. It is said by some of the hitmen from the Guadalajara cartel that were present at the house where Kiki was being kept that not only Felix Rodriguez was there, but also many powerful politicians and handlers. They all wanted to know if Kiki or the DEA knew anything about their involvement. Just to get an idea, of how influential Felix Rodriguez was, 
He was in the CIA when George Bush Sr. was the director of the agency and also when he was president. And he was a close friend of his. There are many photos of them in the White House sitting with the then-president and his staff. But Felix Rodriguez was the guy that could meet the president one day and fly down to South America to coordinate covert operations the next day. Of course, Felix Rodriguez denies his involvement in Kiki Camarena's death. So did the CIA spokesperson and Jack Lawn, the former head of the DEA. But it is strange that there are multiple witnesses from the cartel, two officials in the Mexican government, and several American agencies identifying Felix Rodriguez in Mexico at the time. On top of that, of course a CIA operative is going to deny this. All these events took place recently, and it's hard to know how much the CIA will or has declassified about his work. Now, how do his actions, back then, still impact today's Mexico and the United States? Well, after the Kiki Camarena mess, the Guadalajara cartel was dismantled due to the amount of pressure and the main leaders being arrested. Remember, the Guadalajara cartel acted as a tight group of all the cartels in different regions throughout Mexico. As you would expect, many factions came out after their leaders got arrested, and it became what we know today as the Sinaloa cartel, the Gulf cartel, the Tijuana cartel, and the Juarez cartel, among others. Of course, right now, there are many more, but leaders of today's cartels, like El Mayo Zambada or El Chapo, were in the Guadalajara cartel, just not in the high leadership positions they are known to be in today. The thing is, all these small groups became part of the drug wars we have seen in Mexico in the past two decades, all because of Kiki Camarena's incident. Something else to keep in mind is that because of the probable protection the CIA offered to the cartels back then, they were able to not only be part of the transportation of drugs from South America into the United States, which was their main use, but they were also able to control the supply chain from the source to the consumer in the streets inside the United States. Maybe this would have happened anyways, but for sure, we can see how this helped accelerate the process. Now we see cartels with too much power in several countries controlling the entire supply chain. Before this, Mexican cartels only transported drugs from the South into the US, and usually the Colombians took care of selling inside the US. Now, they control countries in South America where the raw materials are in, all the way through production, transportation, and sales inside the U.S. Now they even manufacture synthetic drugs using fentanyl inside Mexico and the United States. In any case, Felix Rodriguez's legacy is a complex and controversial one. While he has been praised for his bravery and dedication to his country, he has also been criticized for his involvement in a number of ethically dubious operations, both in Latin America and beyond. Thank you for being with us for this episode of The Dark History Project. Hopefully we inspired some of you to look further into these characters and stories. Please help us out by sharing, subscribing, or liking this episode. If the platform you are listening to allows for comments, please let us know what you think. Feel free to discuss this topic or what topics you'd like for us to cover in the future. We hope you enjoyed it, and our next episode will come out soon, titled Dark Origins, Power, Wealth, and Dark Rituals. 
See you then.